then we won't say anything because that's our favorite thing to do on this show is skip it. No Facts All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. Oh, how's everybody doing this week? Great. And how's the situation at home? Bat Watch 2024. Well, now. Bat Watch. I received a letter from the health department letting me know that my bat son was rabies negative. So I was not oh. exposed to rabies. So that's Did they say exciting. how he's liking his new home on the farm? They said his brain slices looked good and there was no rabies in there. So they <laughs> so, said, yeah. him, right? So they said, so the right farm, to the farm. Yeah. And yeah. he is happy. That is where he's happy. Yep. Love, yep, yep, yep. I don't understand why you get so cagey every time this comes up. Yeah. <laughs> a little confusing. How do I just answer the question that he is having fun at the farm? I didn't tell just you something it, about what I, oh, I dropped him off because I didn't want to upset you. So. <laughs> and continue. On. Okay. Yeah. And That's my and continue not telling me things that I don't want to know. It's not for I'm us just, to know. The form had had some boxes killed and dead, and a, a third box that was safe on a farm, and that's the one they checked. Thank <laughs> I had a feeling Thank that's you. what it would be. That, yeah, of course it so, would be. It's so of course good it would they be. checked that box. Yeah, yeah because he was yeah. a good little bat, and mm-hmm. he still is. Uh, we ha- we are now calling 2024 the year of the bat. Year of the, the bat. And that means good luck. It means good yeah. things are coming. Yeah. He's brought good fortune to... Everyone. Many of our friends. Yeah. Many of our friends. We've taken your trauma <laughs> and we have turned it into a fun, happy, positive meme that's getting us through the winter, baby. That's right. Yeah. People are getting jobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bet if you if you needed to get a job, I bet you could in the year of the bat, but you don't. You yeah. have a job that you love. That's right. We all yeah. love our jobs. That's right. <laughs> We've all been blessed by the bat into great jobs. So now, Leah, Leah, I'm hesitant to do this check in on you, but are we are we back in the mines? Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. She's. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're deep. Yeah. We're deep. Deep. We're deep in the mines. How how deep in like the supernatural mines are we? Why don't I ever have Plex pulled up when you ask this question? Should we just add like a podcast task, like set up recurring like, yeah. <laughs> at 7.30 on Thursdays, like, Leah, check your supernatural status. <laughs> check your like supernatural in, in your notes, your notes should have a bullet point on which episode <laughs> of Supernatural. Although I guess you could watch more the next day, you know? That's mm, true. Because every day, we're on watching deck, Supernatural. On deck, season 11, episode 20. <laughs> 20. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's okay, almost Literally a 12. week ago, you said you were taking a mental health break <laughs> so you didn't get smokers lung. <laughs> and you watched SVU with us this week, too, I graciously. Did. I did. Yeah. And we did start Percy Jackson. Yeah. yeah we watched right. some TV. I'm trying, to when... take, I'm trying to take in some <laughs> other air, but... <laughs> Sucking breath. Of but other terrible television. So up, <laughs> this is like a smoker, like going to SVU and Percy Jackson is like a smoker going to breathe in some asbestos or something. It's like, it's not. It's not better. It's just it's different cancer. Oh my God. We're really excited. We're watching, obviously, partly watching Percy Jackson because we got to see what Big Cope's getting up to. Uh, on that show, and I did see a, I saw a poster that, that someone had tweeted, and they said, Dynamite looks crazy this week. And I was like, 
That's so funny. I can't wait to see him do acting. I can't really imagine it. He is high in the rankings. Yeah, he is. The rankings were were really funny to look at because, like, they had all of the like the champs next to them. And then they yeah. had like the five top rankings and each of them like had each of the top rankings had a little pair with a, one of the existing belts. So I was like, Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> little matchmaking game. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Oh, that's Tony. Uh, were you going to say something, Leah? You had a thought? No, I would no, know. It wasn't cope? an intelligent thought. You just said, it doesn't have to be. now. He's high, and then you just stopped for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, in Percy Jackson? <laughs> Smoking so much weed in Percy Jackson. Like, the god of war is stoned? That doesn't it's seem right. right at all. It's his right to have a little weed if he wants. Who do you um, think that would chill him out? I don't know how he got so... But you know what? Okay, let's do a very, very quick check-in. We got that we we got the rankings drop on mm-hmm. yesterday after Dynamite. A, I like for anything to drop. I think that's fun. <laughs> I think it's fun to look forward to something dropping. <laughs> so true. Um, aside from that, do you have any thoughts about the rankings? I don't have any of the the critical thoughts that some might muster, but no, I think it's pretty funny how uh, critical people have been. It's just like people need to calm down. (laughs) People are just a narrative device. They're not real, guys. None of this is real. None of it's actually. Yeah, it's actually the results are rigged. I don't know how to tell you this. Yeah, like how mad people were about the Dark Order being in the tag rankings. It's like, let them have a little a little shot at something. There's only three tag teams well, left in this company. OC and Greg are in the tag team rankings. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't got no tag team anymore, okay? <laughs> don't set that aside. That's a problem for next month when Mommy's Little Bucks are wrestling again. We don't got no tag teams right now. So let them have that spot. Let them have yeah. that. Somebody's Who are they taking you? it from? Nobody. Everyone's out injured. <laughs> and, like... To be clear, they have been wrestling. Like it's not. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like it just. Yeah. They're just inventing it. Do you know the the Dark Order? Because I copy the matches into our notes every single week. The Dark yeah. Order have wrestled Brandon and Colt Cabana every single week for something like six months. I've, <laughs> I've it just wait, says I've bucketed those. No, it just I've, says dark match, and I don't include those in your thing because oh. I. Yeah, no, no, no. I just I, that scared me. I was like, I know I don't pay that much attention, but I do put those in piles no. every week. Like, you think if I put something in a pile every day for six months, I would remember. No, if it's not on TV, I don't include it. But like, they <sighs> cage match okay. does include the dark matches, which is why I know that the dark order has wrestled every week. I didn't know they were doing dark matches. Like they wrestled like before the sh- yeah. live show I was at in November and it was like a super fun match. You know, I had my dad with me and he had a great time. It was like, they were very fun. Brandon and Colt do great comedy wrestling. And so do little John Silver and Alex Reynolds. It's nice. That's cute nice. that they're doing it every week. It's nice. And it's a nice reward that they get to be in the rankings for yeah. like five minutes. So calm well, down. That's true. And I wasn't, tr- I wasn't dumping on the dark order. I was just saying that I don't care if they're made up. That's where yeah. I landed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. in our group chat was saying that like, these are like supposed to resent or they were initially intended to resemble like college football rankings. And then they were like, and that's basically vibe based. And I almost asked a follow-up question to be like, explain that to me. Cause I don't know anything about sports. And then I thought, I don't care. 
I love to hear <laughs> vibe based. I think that's great. I think they should be vibe. It should just be like Tony being like, "Oh, who's been cooking recently?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they used to put the win-loss record up with the rankings, and it's funny that they didn't. But I love with college football, it's like I just hear rumblings of, like, people are mad about some college football ranking. I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's too sweet. bad for them. That's, that's nice so- that people are have something to care about, you know, in the winter. Yeah. That's nice. And that, I mean, to be honest, like, that is mostly how I feel about this, where I'm like, you guys seem really worried about it. I, what I understand is that they're going to use this to tell me a story, which is what I want. Absolutely. So I don't give a shit. Like, go ahead yeah. and tell me anything. Who the fuck cares? But, like, <laughs> the way that, like, I saw someone being like, oh, well, like, it's crazy that, like, re- beating Ryan Nemeth has the same functional value as beating uh, Brian Danielson. So why would you try? And I was like, because it's your job. That's so true. That's what the money is for. (laughs) That's the money for. (laughs) Wrestling is fake, and you don't actually have the real option to fight Brian Danielson or Ryan Nemeth. Tony actually tells you. He just says you have to fight Brian Danielson. So... And in kayfabe, he tells you that too. So it's like, yeah, you can't just go out to the parking lot and be like, I'm fighting Ryan Nemeth and I'm going to climb the rankings by beating his ass before every dynamite personally, you know? It's also just like, isn't that, isn't that life? Isn't that life that you get out there in the workforce and like sometimes you'll have a fucking horrible challenge and the person next to you will have no Mm. challenge at all. They're coasting, but you're both getting paid a pittance in this nasty capitalist hellscape like yeah and none of it means anything yeah life isn't fair (laughs) life isn't fair (laughs) and anyone who tries to tell you different sweetheart is selling you something that's right also it's like is it more valuable to fight brandon cutler than brian danielson maybe because you're gonna lose to brian danielson like i don't even tell you you're all losing to brian danielson it's a fucking moot point you're not gonna win against brian danielson so stop complaining I love that kayfabe could not be less dead in today's world. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no mystery left, and yet so much of the internet does not know that wrestling is fake. No, <laughs> you guys saw Larry David's being like, wrestling fans are so stupid they think it's real, right? Oh and people get no. so mad about it. Recently? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this week, he like went on some podcast or radio show or something, and, and he no, was... it's because it's the last season of Curb. I was like, why am I seeing that man everywhere? Last season, okay. Go then on. I saw Gen Zers being like, who is Larry David? And that I didn't was like seeing distressing. that. Distressing. Yeah, I'll be honest yeah. that when we saw a commercial yesterday for uh, for it being the last season of Curb, your enthusiasm, I was like, that is still on. The That's show wild. is still I didn't going. Know that I agree. I thought it. Now. To be honest, don't cancel me. But I'm like, I think I thought it had like five. Seasons. I thought it was an arrested development. Arrested situation. development. Like, yeah, they're kind of this. They're kind of the same show to me. To be honest with you, and I've never watched Curbed. So anyway, mm. what were you saying, Ann? Oh, he just went on this podcast and he was like, "Yeah, I watched wrestling as a kid, and then I found out it was fake, and I stopped watching it. But all those." people who still watch it like they think it's real <laughs> it's like oh larry david they well, really the don't is that he's not wrong about that's, some of them yeah <laughs> it's like that's an unnuanced you stopped watching when you found out it was fake that was the moment we were interested yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we found out it was fake we were like okay no we will stay for a while oh it's made it's made the fuck up explain yeah. to me fictional yeah. stories are yeah. if this is fictional explain to me how this works i'm very interested <laughs> i think the people who had to field questions from us in the first 
conservatively two years of our time watching wrestling. And three years from now, we'll say in the first five years. Absolutely. But it's like, God bless you for like, there were so many things that we would get an answer and be like insufficient. Like I need to know a little more about how they are cooking up this fake slop that we eat every week. Anyway, um, let's talk about uh, Little Blackpool Com. Combat Club? Okay, Blackpool Combat Club, what they've been getting up to this week. Okay, Mox opened every single AEW show this week. Did you guys know that? I The moment you said it, I was like, yes, that is what happened because I did yeah. see him, but it didn't, it didn't occur it to didn't me. It didn't register own. to me either. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, he did. Is he okay? That's a lot of wrestling. I double-checked it like three times because I was like, that's crazy, but he did. So on Rampage, he fought Lee Moriarty. On Collision, he and Claudio fought Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor, who is Lee Moriarty's new father-lover, maybe, dynamic to be investigated in future. (laughs) And then on Dynamite, Mox fought Jeff Hardy. I don't think anybody knows why. Jeff Hardy is just, like, getting pretty busy (laughs) recently. So... Tony was really like uh, 2024 reboot and like most of the changes like I'm so excited about. They've been great. I've been seeing more of people I like and I've also been seeing a lot of Jeff Hardy and Matt Seidel and it's confusing. But I guess maybe it's like he's willing to lose and that's so important for the ranking. Don't have a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Mox did win the match and he offered Jeff Hardy a handshake of respect, but Jeff Hardy flipped him off and left, which has been Jeff Hardy's new kind of thing. Uh, For reasons also unproducible, but fine, like not complaining about it, a cadre of CMLL luchadors had been watching the match from the front row and Mox like barreled into them mid-match and they didn't like that. They were mad about it. So after Jeff Hardy left, they jumped Mox in the ring and it was a little like, you know, he's four on one. What's he going to do? And then the recap I was reading said, just said the BCC weren't in the building. <laughs> Why not? Where were they? <laughs> they didn't show up to work. But instead, 2.0, Matt Seidel and Christopher Danielson had to come save Mox, which was like when imagine us, your your three powerful hosts watching this, and it's like we're all I think we're like swimming through mud, like just like basically like brain feeling high, even though no thing making high, just being like, why are they there? Why did these men come? It's so confusing. It was it just was the most random assortment of men I I could have summoned up. I think. I mean, I can't imagine what how those got chosen like don't you feel like like tony was just like the four people closest to the door go and it just happened to be those four people that's right but it was somehow they were like i think the reason they were especially confusing is because i've been seeing them doing other things on tv recently yeah even christopher danielson we saw relatively recently if it had been like Griff Garrison and I don't know just four men I haven't seen recently I would have been like okay that's a random locker room assortment this made me be like are they in storylines I forgot about did I forget why they're coming yeah so I, I also feel intelligent I really I really enjoy that you've made Christopher Daniels Brian Danielson's new brother yeah oh god <laughs> that's a real throwback I think I used to do that a lot Wow, I really and I in the wow right here in front of me where I wrote it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it when I read the notes. It was only when you said it where I was like, "That doesn't seem right." Oh, you did. Oh, a likely story. Neither (laughs) of my hosts saw it, and neither of them corrected it. So I'm here saying stupid things to our audience. 
gonna no, Leah said something because I I was sitting here being like, do I correct her on the air or do I just let it fly? And I was just gonna let it fly. So well, it's just funny because I like to see I like to think about Christopher and Brian like sitting at the dinner table being like, we're family. With, nice. think, with his jacked up eye and Brian Danielson's it's fixed also now. jacked it's fixed up eye. Now and his eye's fixed now. And, mm. it's, and fixed it's fixed now. now. <laughs> the Bucks didn't break him forever, Anne. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the Bucks. I don't know. <laughs> Leah, do you want to briefly speak to the concept of uh, of Mock's oversaturation? I Well, she didn't like when I put her on the... <laughs> on the she, you brought it up. <laughs> You brought it up. I got excited that you put it in the schedule. Well, but you put it in your notes, but that's so I, I thought, put, well, let's talk about I've it. I put let's it get, in my notes for yes, the past did. six months being oh. like, I'm so sick of seeing mocks. <laughs> well, you framed it like it was the first time you thought it recently, to be honest. Why am I seeing mocks every single, why did he open every show? That's crazy. I was thinking about it because I was like, when was the last time, like, Mox was in like a storyline store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it his was, I guess it was OC. We did get a break from him while he was in Japan. And then actually it was excited to see him back. But now and we love Mox. I mean, Guys, we listen, we love we Mox forever. He's, as I said last night, cutie orange. But um, he is not. I'd love to see the BCC do a little breakup storyline where I have kind of something a little emotional to sink my teeth into that I'm thinking about when I see Mox. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, all the matches he did this week were just kind of like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's I was just, I want somebody to like, I want, I forget who suggested it, but that like, I think Allie, it might've been you last week that, that Eddie's, Eddie's win over Danielson fractures the BCC and Mox mm-hmm. ends up back with Eddie, that would be fun. I would like that. I think I stole it from someone. I'm not taking credit for that idea, but yeah, I agree that that would be so sexy and it would be sexy for Mox to just be like, Brian Danielson, like I've been in this group because it's like a really fun, chill, violent time, but you are being insane now. (laughs) You are gone a little (laughs) bit too far now. It would be interesting too if like Eddie's been mad this whole time that Mox is like hanging out with Claudio and Danielson, his enemies, and Mox has been like, they are cool and you are being crazy. But then if Mox has to reverse and be like, oh, no, they maybe Eddie was right all along. I yeah. don't think Mox would ever admit that, but I'd be no, into it. No, I think he would be like, it was a bit of a sea change. Well, sp- <laughs> speaking to the Danielson situation, uh, we also had Eddie fought Willie Mack on collision and won. And we had this, uh, the classic little, like, Eddie's leaving while Danielson is coming in for his match. So they cross paths on the ramp and... Uh, Eddie ended up staying on commentary for the Danielson versus Yuji Nagata match. Uh, what do you guys think of this kind of tense little organic moment between the men? I loved something the Bleacher Re- Recapper said, which was the look on Kingston's face as Danielson made his entrance was that of a man trying desperately not to lose his cool, knowing full well that's what his rival wants. Yeah. That is yeah, such a exactly funny right. situation for Eddie to be put into a situation. I would like to see that formalized in some way where it's like, <laughs> Eddie, if you lose your cool in any way, you lose. You just have to sit there and like take whatever Brian Danielson says maybe, to you. Some ooh, kind of the a Bucks weird could come. lose the cool match. Yeah. <laughs> lose the cool match. The Bucks could come out beforehand and be like, Eddie, 
loved your attitude lately. If you lose it, you are going to get fined. And then like, he has to I think that would together. make him more likely to lose it. Like, if, <laughs> if the yeah. bucks were like, you're not so. allowed to lose your lose your cool, he'd be like, bitch, I am actively breaking something as you say it. Like, it is over. It's pie face and Matt Jackson. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Well, I'm excited. Do you guys think that we're getting Eddie uh, Danielson at Revolution? into it i yeah. have been enjoying the tension that they've been having and like having him on commentary was a lot of fun and it's yeah. just like it's a good ongoing storyline yeah. yeah i like when eddie has a grudge he won't let go of mm. oh yeah it is the best eddie yeah just mad mm-hmm. <sighs> guys let's talk about this is my favorite topic of the night i'm so worried just like it's like no i shouldn't say that um <laughs> because i did hit i hate it i hate it but so we i watched collision and uh, belatedly, and just being like, I got to see what happens in this stupid little cage match. Um, it was so dumb. This cage match was so fucking dumb. I feel like lit up about it. So the setup that they did in the show in Collision uh, was that at the beginning of Collision, Matt Menard found Danny Garcia's prone little limp body backstage. Like he'd been attacked. And so they didn't, he'd been attacked and they didn't know if he was going to be able to fight. So FTR did this thing where they were like loitering outside his dressing room. I guess he was in there with the doctor or something. And Mark Briscoe came by and was like, well, if Danny Garcia can't fight, I would love to fight with you guys. It would be so fun to fight. And they were like, well, maybe we're going to leave it up to Danny, but we'll see. And so then when we got to the main event, event, FTR come out. Mark Briscoe comes out like he's going to fight with them. And then classic little House of Black stupid shit. Lights go out. <laughs> lights come back on. They attack Mark Briscoe. There's fighting, fighting, fighting. Danny Garcia does come out. Everybody ends up, finally, they make it into the cage. Mark and Briscoe kind of just disappeared at this point, too. Did you guys see where he went? No, but he, he, comes, comes, he comes back. He comes back at the end. Yeah, but it's like in the middle. I was just like, where did he just like limp Away. to the back? Like, I, don't I know. did think it was funny that it was like, does he want to be in this match or not? Because I want to, let's touch on this up front. Who do you think, this was also dumb, but who do you think beat Danny Garcia up? I don't know. The Bleacher Recap guy thinks it was Matt Menard, and that, that, will, cry, that will make me cry. No, that's I think wild. Danny Garcia would know that it was Matt Menard. I think it could have been Mark Briscoe. Yeah, <laughs> that would. He be did cool. want to be in the match. That he would be cool. I would be cool. in the match. I was just assuming it was House of Black, but that would be really. I boring. know. Well, but then it's like they didn't say they didn't make it clear. This is the, to. It's like this. It was so crazy where I was like, it's just so overcomplicated. Like you're just throwing so much stuff at me that I don't really understand why it's happening this episode. But at the same time, I don't think commentary ever really explained to me the rules of this match. So they get in this fucking cage and there's two things. <laughs> they kind of explain them like partially, like halfway through the match, they start being like, and now let's go through the rules. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to know the rules, to be honest. <laughs> They're in the cage and they don't want to be in the cage. What don't you understand? And I was like, a lot of things, to be honest. <laughs> because occasionally, like the cage is locked. They're locked in the cage. They made like a big just... deal out of it. Like commentary yeah. was like, and now the cage door is being locked. And it was like dramatically like a referee was like putting right. a padlock or some shit on it. But then every now and then, if someone got near the door, <laughs> someone would just open it. 
But they, like, but it was the rep opened it in the funniest way too. Like when you like open a fire escape door because you want to go smoke outside, and you're like, hold this open for me, and you like slip out. Like that is how that rep was holding that door open. And the funny thing too is that like it started like they're going, they're fighting. It's like a normal wrestling match. Then like House of Black beats down like FTR and Danny Garcia, and commentary is finally like. To win, you have to escape the cage. And then House yeah. of Black starts, like, climbing the walls of the cage, which doesn't have a top on it. So I'm like, no. oh, they have to, like, climb out the top of the cage. Like, it's okay, the president, that's... It's a presidential fitness test, right. pretty much. I was like, that's kind of weird, but, like, okay. But then, like, five minutes later, the ref is just opening the door for people. I'm like, why are we climbing the cage then? The door <laughs> should not have been part of it in any no. way. No. You, if, like, right, you understand... The was, like, cat trying to go in and out. And yeah. it's, like, the ref is, like, the permissive cat mom who keeps being like, okay, well, I'll let you you out again by not letting you back <laughs> in again you back but in. then five minutes later it's like the cat scratching so it's like okay i'll let you back in but i'm not letting you out again <laughs> also like none of them had any urgency about getting out of the cage so like ftr oh. and danny garcia like beat down house of black they're all lying on the floor they take like a minute to like high five each other and walk around the ring and then like kind of meander towards the door and then danny garcia was like no we're not done with them yet and then they just beat them up more like but you I know, won. You I know won we, the match. I know we literally just made fun of people who think wrestling is real, but it does absolutely. It's worse than ladder matches. Like I yeah, have yeah. learned to subs- suspend my delete belief where I'm like, he can't make it up the ladder that fast. He has. He can only <laughs> go up one He's ring every 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, but yeah. for this, like. It took so long for anyone to be remotely interested in escaping the cage. And it's like, if if the situation was like, you have to pin somebody and then get out of the cage, that's one thing. But like, why would you ever waste time beating somebody up? Because you're like, I just battle out of the cage. Well, and they forced me to suspend my disbelief so much more than any Young Bucks spot fest ever has like i was yeah. like this is yeah. nonsense this is absolute absolute nonsense. nonsense well and the way the commentary set it up too was like they were like there's a lot of strategy because like you have to get all three of your guys God. out to win but like once one of your guys is out he can't come back in so then you're at like a numerical disadvantage so you've got to like try to all get out at the same time instead of one at a time so you don't have like a two-on-one situation but it's like so you've set up a match where they have like contradictory wants yeah. so it's like they're both having a regular wrestling match in the middle that they need numbers for, but also they need to climb out of the cage. Whereas like, at least in a ladder match, like everyone's just trying to climb the ladder, you know, like it's not this situation where you're like half climbing out, but then you get knocked out and you land through a table and commentary's like, he's escaped. And you're like, okay. Sure. And I thought it was also just a strangely choreographed match to two where it's like, they got in there and literally like, I swear to God, a minute into this match, Mr. Cash Gun has glided up <laughs> to the top of the cage and you're like, he's out. But then he's like, no, I'm actually going to do a big jump spot now. I'm jumping back into the cage. And it's like, bitch, the point is to escape the cage. I, I, you're not hurting anybody. No one has ever hurt anyone in wrestling by jumping on them ever. And that's how you know that Nick Jackson had did not touch any part of this match layout. What the fuck was he doing? No build. A crazy no build. cage dive within the 30 seconds of it starting i'm like that's not how this yeah. works you're like you that's guys? supposed to be the big finisher 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like with the door involved, it was just ridiculous because it's like, why are you trying to climb out at all if you can just, just walk to the, the door, door and get let out? So like <laughs> when, if the whole thing had been like you have to climb out of the cage, it would have been like, yeah, it would have no, been better at yeah. least. That's true because under, I do not know what indicated to the ref, I will open the door. Like if yeah. you can open the door, presumably everyone could just tumble towards the door real fast <laughs> and and you'd have to open it and they tumble out of the cage. Yeah, and commentary was like, and now the door's of course locked again, and they're all locked in the cage. It's like, what are the door locking <laughs> parameters? I know that I know that people who have seen this kind of match before are going to be screaming at their phones. Being, I like, don't care. No, hey, I this don't is care. their rules, right. but you know, is this, they didn't right. explain right. it. Is this a standard kind of cage match though, where people climb out? Because I, my impression from the internet was that it wasn't, but I, I don't think they invented it, but it isn't the most normal type of cage match. And it shouldn't be. I should not. No one should be I shouldn't see this. The only way that I ever want to see this again is if it's only, (laughs) if it's like private party versus top flight. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see little like monkey boys trying to get up and pulling each other down. I don't want to see any of this bullshit. Yeah. It would be interesting if it had been put together by someone who knows how to put together a match like Nick Jackson or Brian Danielson or OC or somebody where it like actually built to something instead of being like, we're doing coordinated climbs up the cage that don't make any sense. Like. Dana Garcia just got misted in the middle of the match for no reason. Were you guys paying attention to the part where the, um, where ca- oh, cash, maybe cash and someone else were like dangling. Like they were like yeah. almost out of the cage, but they Buddy. didn't want to drop or something. And yeah. then commentary is just like, and cash fell onto the table which is like, that's the stupidest table spot I've ever seen. No one made you do that. Like, you didn't <laughs> have to do that. Why was the table even set up? Like, but who did commentary this? said, oh, no, Cash has fallen onto the table that was set up before the match began. <laughs> oh, so, okay. <laughs> New York Times passive tense. <laughs> who set up the yeah. table? Who could say? Who could say? <laughs> We're just having a potluck after the match. Like, don't worry about it. Sometimes you just like to have a table around. It just makes me feel safe. <laughs> now, and I didn't hear commentary explaining the strategy that people should have. And that's even funnier considering what actually happened, which is that Dax and Cash left their smallest, no. most injured, <laughs> injured member yeah. in the cage alone that at the alone. end. <laughs> that I know. Daniel and the lion, baby. Like if you were going to, if you were going to do the strategy that you, that you mentioned, and wouldn't you send Daniel Garcia out of the cage first and like, ha- like protect him? Like, Dax yeah. and Cash are like guarding the part of the fence that he's like climbing. What the fuck is that? I thought it was fully insane that Dax got out first. And then the other thing about that with the like strategy conversation was they each basically left the cage in pairs. So there weren't really situations where one like there was a numerical advantage. Like no. So they literally so did why? buddy system. They did full yeah. buddy system and they were like no, we one won't of each of us. I, I won't leave the cage without one of my friends from the other team. <laughs> I'm genuinely worried that this absolutely fucking nonsensical ass match was the match that I have watched closest yeah. since <laughs> I don't even I, I don't remember I don't know the last time that like I watched a match with every part of my senses. But it's not complimentary. I mean, it's like... No, it's not complimentary. I mean, there's a certain kind of, like, hate-watching, hate-reading that really does draw you in, you know? And it's the not a good thing. The passionate distaste that I felt for everything that I was seeing. Oh, it was the, awful. The final then, thing... Oh, no, go. Well, I was just going to say, at the end, when, like, FTR and Danny Garcia and Mark Briscoe interfered to help, like, when they won, and then they were all just, like, hugging each other ecstatically for, like, a long time, I was like, this is not sympathetic. I don't Daniel Garcia. 
Daniel Garcia got mega misted too, by the yeah, way. He didn't, he was he didn't just disgusting. get like a little puff on his face. Man was man looked like he got slimed, like a Nickelodeon yeah. slimed. Yeah. It was it's, repulsive. It's fucking crazy. Sometimes it's like whenever I do happen to see FTR do stuff, I'm just so astonished to remember that it's like one time you were in a heel faction and then you became faces. You changed nothing about yourself. You became faces and you were like, no one will ever call us bad guys again. And so you watch their stupid promos that they were doing about this and they're so like, we're good guys, Mark Briscoe. And so we got to do what's right for Danny Garcia for our big cage match. We, we got to wait and make sure that he's doing okay. It's so stupid. This is the final thing I want to say about it, okay? I had an idea where I was like, escape the cage match. Could this just be kind of like, kind of a mousetrap match where it's like you, you know, when, this is what I wrote in the notes, when, you know, <laughs> when the when the witch in Hansel and Gretel is being like, oh, the oven's not turning on. Just check to see if it's turning on. And then she's going to put them in the oven. Escape the cage should be like, you're going to do an escape the cage match. And they get them all in there and they close the door and they lift the cage up. And I never see those men again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep running. The farther you escape, the more you win. <laughs> the cage escapes with them and they're oh, gone with from them. my life yeah no the cage takes them i away. love that oh the cage takes them away yeah up into the rafters i say bye i love that bye 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 remember when someone was in a shark cage <laughs> i was just thinking about that it was because it was i don't remember who jericho was fighting but they made the jericho appreciation society <laughs> oh, go into a shark yeah yeah the shark, the shark cage but then daniel the garcia just turned sideways <laughs> and <slipped out. laughs> And they, like, couldn't open the lock and people... Yeah. Wow. Well, that was also that. very stupid. But it was a great example of vertical integration, which I did love. So, yeah, for so sure. So fun. And mm-hmm. it was so stupid that so it was serious. fun. And this was so exactly. stupid that it was... I guess I did have fun. But I don't But I don't come out of it liking the men more. That's what I'll say. Yeah. No, I was humiliated for them. <laughs> yeah, it did seem ultimately sillier than just getting pinned. I know. It was like, this is yeah. how hard you're working to not get pinned? Like, it was even so stupid. Undignified. You all look so dumb. <laughs> even Just in the early pinned. part of the match, like, I feel like in the early part when they weren't even trying to escape yet, like, there were a lot of spots where, like, Malachi just like kicks Dax's head against the cage and like holds him there like with his face pressed against the chain link for like a minute. I was like, you guys look like idiots. They I look so stupid. Middle-aged men, I'm sorry, you cannot scamper down a <laughs> chain link fence in panties with any sort of dignity. Like no. No. neither none of the House of Black and none of uh no. FTR Daniel Garcia only managed it because he is like a little wiggle monster. He's just monster. a squirmy little He's just a squirmy. So it's just like that twink's just dancing in there. Good for him. <laughs> when FTR's diapered ass butt is like, and he's like so nervous because he's a, he's like checking to see how far the drop is. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. A little bit lower. And then like, yeah. this, this is worse thing. This is better than getting pinned. You, you feel better about it's, this? That's it's the not. thing is like, if there were people in there who like were comfortable looking silly, it would be like an AEW style disaster yeah. that was very yeah. charming. But because these guys are so committed to being very macho and dignified all the time, you're just like, Dax, you're the dumbest person alive. This looks terrible. <laughs> it just felt so absurd. After, after a whole week of discourse where everyone on planet Earth was being like, actually Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, everyone was really good sports. And this was just the match that everyone wanted to have and because it was going to be a good match. And they wanted to do a good match and had nothing to do with getting pinned. Actually, they're happy to get pinned. And it's like, <laughs> if they were happy to get pinned, they would be getting pinned because that would be a better match. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that would be a better and they would look cooler. Instead, everyone looks so fucking stupid, which is good for me because I hate them. I'm glad that I got to watch the men I hate look dumb as hell. 
That's right. Well, yeah. that's all we got. That's all, and that's all, folks. Okay, let's move to talking about uh, Deanna and Tony. So this week on Dynamite, we got an explanatory package about Deanna and Tony's matching tattoos. For those who didn't understand what was going on, who I guess were out there. I mean, I'm not <laughs> complaining because I love the package, but um, it was everything to me. It was yeah. everything. Incredible. When they started showing pictures of them in their early 20s, I was like, this is the best video package I've ever watched of anything. This is all I ever want. Everyone who's ever told me they used to be roommates with someone better come in with a package Bring of old evidence. photos. And yeah. I remembered afterwards that I'm like, right, Cope and Christian did this too. We got mm-hmm. all the old photos. Oh, they did, Every yeah. Every single good. fucking one of you had been. Yeah. I want you to take notes. I can't, you're right, Anne. I can never mm-hmm. see a roommate situation again where you're not showing me a slideshow of every humiliating Facebook <laughs> photo that has ever been posted of the two of you together. Mm-hmm. I want to see terrible haircuts. I want to oh see God. little drunken uh, party antics. I want to see you sitting on the same chair, you know, yeah. come on. I want to see you cuddled up. You're smiling. You're young. The, the whole, your whole life is ahead of you. But later mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to hate the person that you're touching thighs with. You're going to hate him yeah. so bad. You're going to have to get your hands on him again in the ring so you can fight him. <laughs> you hate him so bad. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly, yeah. Uh, You're picking up what I'm laying down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, With a matching tattoo, it's just uh, like, yeah, you decided to be bonded together for life. You decided to go full uh, Lord of the Rings cast, you know, and that's um, a beautiful thing. And I I loved, wait, I think it was Deanna, was like, it was impulsive. I was like, yeah, Yeah. of course it was. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I was disappointed that they said it was in the UK and not on the New Jersey boardwalk, but at least it was impulsive. And you know, we don't know, like there's got to be some version of the New Jersey boardwalk in the UK and that's probably sure. where they were like I know. To, to, to our to our UK listeners you just let us know what trashy fun boardwalk you think they were on when they got that tattoo <laughs> yeah. what um, is the what is the tackiest place they could have gotten that tattoo yeah please mm. please tell us your your theory so that we can yeah. onboard them <laughs> uh so then uh after this package Gianna came out for a match versus Taya Valkyrie Tony was on commentary Deanna won the match, and then they had a little... I couldn't get a single recap site to explain this to me, and I couldn't find it in me to find the episode, so whatever. They had a little... You know, they looked at each other like, no, you, I'm going to get you. You know the deal. <laughs> You're an old it. hand at wrestling. You've seen a stare down before. Don't worry say, about it. I've had it with these recaps. It's, I, this week, I used my usual one, Cage Side Seats, and I used the AEW, like results recap and none of it's like what happens after the match is often the most plot relevant thing (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. whoever gets whoever beats down who or how someone exits or who's looking mean at at who that's really important for me to for everyone to know what's happening next why won't you describe it why won't (laughs) you describe it to me (laughs) you do get a good sense of like kind of like a normie wrestling fans priorities because it's like they want to know what kind of suplexes were done but who beat up who after the match for to set up more things like it's not interesting i'm just i'm begging just one of the one of you needs to hire one english major that's it just one of us and you can for the get spell us checking alone okay can you <laughs> imagine right. what shit we would be up to being like and tony looked back at tiana who stood forlornly in the middle of the ring oh, they exchanged like, a loaded glance it would be like matt jackson describing kenny omega and then <laughs> Blue orbs, yeah. <laughs> a halo then of hire curly Matt hair. Hire yeah, Matt man, Jackson. I'd love to read a little recap from Matt Jackson. A little purple pl- prose. 
Now God. that is a, that is a very funny bit. They could do the old Tony. You remember when Tony was so mad about something the Max Caster did that we got all those reports being like he has to edit dark now. Unfortunately, now <laughs> he right. can't trust anyone else Tony to edit Kong, dark, so he has yeah. to do it himself. Personally, this is a free idea for the young bucks. It's like you're the EVPs. You're getting involved yeah. in everything. You're just like they're not doing good on these recaps. Matt's gonna <laughs> do the recaps this this week. Matt's gonna do the recaps, and I'd love to see what you come up with. I swear to God, I would cherish those recaps for the rest of my life until my dying day. I, like, that'd be such a we're small, doing a little bit of a bit. joke here but legitimately <laughs> no, i think that that's a good idea because it they is. could even do it in heel mode and just be like absolutely these guys came out they tried i mean it was kind of amateur <laughs> hour, but it's fine it, it'd <laughs> be such a funny nick bit to do though because we'd have to talk to them later about like it was it wasn't a very safe suplex so nick made a note that we'd have to have a little check-in with them later the it'd entrance went a, a little long It'd be such a funny bit because, like, how many hits do you think those AEW recaps get? Like, five to ten? Like, <laughs> like, it's not that it's from wrestling podcasters who are like, wait, what happened? <laughs> it's actually when you I, – I think I, I had, like, a they, – they had a tag at one point that was, like, AEW results, and I had it bookmarked. So I tried to go there today, and it took me to the results from the middle of 2023 – and I wow. was like, where am I? Like, what is happening here? It was so hard to get to the actual results. So, yeah, I don't think they're getting a lot of hits. And this is yeah. a great idea. Well, this is, yeah, let's let's take a moment to be like, uh, hey, EVPs, if you want to make a difference in your community, that fucking website is out Change of control. It. The results page you. is nonsense. But the photo page, why are the photos locked like you can't four use fucking them. knocks to get at? Like, why am I going through code? To try to find a direct <laughs> link for it. a photo. It's like, I want to implicate myself in cyber crimes, <laughs> but I have, I have downloaded TV shows from so many pla places where it's like, I'm on a million Reddit threads being like, how do I get into the CBC Canada like backend <laughs> so I can get their like MU38 files and you can do it. You cannot get those photos off of the AEW website. And I guess they're probably thinking to themselves, like, yeah, it's called great security. And it's like, well, what are they for then? I don't understand yeah, what, what are they for? for. If I can't make funny memes with my friends, why the fuck do you take these photos? Like, We're just I'm, trying to spread the word about the product. What I'm doing with those photos is great publicity. No, you can't see what I'm doing, but just know that it's great publicity. Amongst a certain demographic. Fun-loving girls. Fun loving girls. <laughs> That's our demographic. That's our demographic. Love that. And the EVPs need to step up. We're doing constant outreach to the fun loving <laughs> girls demographic, and rarely are we thanked for it, to be honest. Yeah. And you know, to find those recaps, like often I'll I'll Google like dynamite and the and the date. Um, but it turns out if you Google collision and you get the date a little bit wrong, you just get a lot of articles about car crashes, which is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> Even if you get the date right, those oh, no. are going to be some of your top hits. So, uh, oh my God. Well, we can't, we cannot get off this, this topic though. Back before, to, back to Deanna Tony. Back to Deanna's. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just, I just need to say, say it that when Tony Stewart <laughs> said into an AW mic, <laughs> my God, that she loves New Orleans because oh, the people oh at the airport mm -hmm. gave her a set of beads. Mm -hmm. Not for her neck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The <laughs> thing she important. is get, getting away with on that mic. And then she was talking about someone pissing in her seat for like like five minutes, and I think. She, and she, she, goes, she goes, someone piss in my seat. Is that how we do it here? <laughs> <laughs> but the beads was just like, she is slipping these things by oh, people. Like She's I slipping think, something. 
I think people are afraid to confront her about it. I, think. I don't think Max Caster could have gotten away with it. Excalibur's yeah. vibe was so funny because he was just like, <laughs> like, it really felt like he was like immediately like, moving on. <laughs> Excalibur's got like Tony in his ear like, please change the subject quickly. Well, I think the, f- the funniest thing is because of that one time that she did the syncing up comment and then someone did follow <laughs> up and they had to do that quick little look. No, not like that. <laughs> It's Excalibur, like you haven't been married real long, have you, Excalibur? Not safe for one. anybody. I think sometimes it's like Excalibur's thing is like, don't say anything about that if you don't get it. We've got to move on. We can't get into that. We can't talk about that. Which are some of my favorite moments on commentary are when someone says something and the rest of them are just like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. That's for after the show to talk about. At least save it for the commercial break. Oh, my God. Good, good for Good. Tony, love you. Deanna, love you. You're our... Beautiful so girl. Good. Show us more pictures of just your lives and, you know, just keep doing it. Even Taya Valkyrie got a little bit of a... Um, she was good. I, mean, she I was, was like, good. I was like, this was this was a good match. I don't know yeah. if it's just that I'm in such a good mood with the women's division, but I'm... This, this honestly was like a highlight of the whole show for me, and I was like, how often is it that the women's match is yeah, one of my honestly. top segments, but loved it. It was great. Um, Swerve and Hangman spent the week choosing each other's dynamite match opponents and unfortunately we were all a little underwhelmed by just like the the, what they chose and how they chose it should we say that yeah we thought that they were gonna like do something like uh, like psychology psychology wise and they Mm -hmm. didn't so they didn't at all it was really i felt a little bit like well fantasy book don't fantasy believe but i would have yeah. been happy with so many options if they had just tried to get under each other's skin but instead they were just kind of like well here's here's a man <laughs> it, yeah it did feel a little bit like it's like th- these were the matches that they were going to have and they were like well we'll just present them in this way and it's like don't just present th- don't no. just present them in that way if you choose to do something so psychologically ripe and delicious mm-hmm. don't half-ass it i want to no. i want to watch you like pose like the thinker like deep in contemplation of how you can torture this man who is defining your entire life right now unhealthily yeah. the and- hands you chose to put on the body of your nemesis and you're just yeah. going to be like oh I guess this one's okay. Like RBD. Yeah, sure. Even like, but the thing that bumped me out is like, even for what, for some practical reason that we do not know about, it had to be those matches. They could have made like a little bit more of an effort. Make a case for it. All I would have taken like is a backstage moment where Swerve is talking to Toa. Don't say Tia Leone. Don't say (laughs) Tia Leone. Toa Leona saying, you know, like, these are his weak spots. This is what yeah. I want you to focus in on. You have mm-hmm. to beat him. This is how yeah. he thinks. And like really like being like, and you are standing in for me in this moment. You are going to be my avatar and like making it very good. Yeah. And ideally mm-hmm. Toa Leona's vibe would be a little like, yeah, I don't need to be told how to wrestle and Swerve is being like, no, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you will fight the way I want you to fight. Right. You are, you, yeah, you are me. And then also he could have been saying, you know, these are just like deranged ideas ideas for free he could have been saying things like when toa leona like squashes you that's me those are my hands on you his yeah. hands yes. are my hands because yeah. like yes. the mobile embassy are my arms and you know whatever yes. the, something. 
The and men who are making Instagram posts like, you're part of me forever. Like, you're telling me they came with an energy of, like, I forgot it was Secret Santa today <laughs> and I just found this stuff in my car. Like, that's not what they should be coming no. to the no. table with. No. Commit to the bit. Gaslight me. Tell me that like, Rod, Rob Van Dam is it was Swerve's idol growing up. You know what I mean? You're like, great. yeah. yeah. Is, I don't know any different. Go ahead. Tell me. Be like, I know you had a picture of Rob Van Dam in your bedroom because I've talked to you, everybody, and I know things about you that blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to fight him. Like, come on, lie to me. What the hell? Yeah, seriously. Make it sexy. Lie Just being like, promise, it's a. I'll believe. It's a death match, like, isn't enough. Be like, Swerve, I know you're still beat up, and, like, you can't take a death yeah. match right now. Like, anything, even a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I, you know, just keep, just feed us. Just feed us. Yeah. And uh, it, I think this one important takeaway here is that it really is about the framing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. You can sell me on so much, but I want you to frame it sexy style. Yeah, and they've been doing so much sexy yeah, up to this have. point. It was just like I was so ready for it. So yeah. it's know. it's a good reminder that even the best sometimes phone it in. That's Some days yeah. you just have that day where you're like, listen, you I, you've got <laughs> it's the me end of January. Yeah, the end of January. <laughs> I sh- I clocked in. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I, I, I know you want to get horny, but we're all struggling. This Okay, I'll give it to you. I, I acknowledge. I acknowledge that at the end of the day, it's my job to get me horny. Not necessarily <laughs> yours. <laughs> cut, and cut all of that, I think. So uh, So Hangman did fight uh, Toliona, and uh, that was a big old slot fest. Uh, they, you know, they're fighting and squatting and, you know, punching. And it was all a better stuff. match than I expected. It was like, fun. It was, I liked they, it. They went hard. Yeah. So I think it made me nice. like Toa Leona more. I didn't have mm-hmm. many feelings about him, but yeah, at the end no. I was like, oh, that was good. That was good yeah, yeah. work. He's fun. a very, yeah. like, unique wrestler. Like, the shit that he's getting up to, I'm like, I don't see that, a lot of that. I love, you know. the, I love the confidence with which you said that. I would not have the confidence <laughs> to say that to anybody. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I love that. Unique. So, okay, so Hangman won, and then um, Swerve versus RVD main evented, and that was fine, but I wasn't, I just don't know Rob Van Dam, and I kept being like, I guess that maybe many people may be excited about this because they know him, but I don't really, so I don't care. Uh, Brian Cage intervened mid-match, and Hook ran out to stop him, but the distraction still ended up being to Swerve's advantage, so he won, and then Hangman came out. Uh, for a post-match promo, which we can unpack together, uh, but it did end with uh, the promise that they will fight next week. It'll be their third match, and mm. the winner is going to fight Joe at Revolution. Yeah. This was extremely exciting. I didn't think they were going to fight before a paper, like just next week on television. kind of stressed me out. Like, I wasn't ready for it, so I was no. like, they're doing what? <laughs> they're moving very fast. I'm very, I'm like, we're cruising towards something. I hope it's something I'm going to enjoy. I know I because so. I'm I like revolution right isn't now, for five weeks, four weeks, yeah. four weeks, just four now. Yeah. So I always wonder how are we going to fill the time? Who's going to be doing what? But I'm excited. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on um, on the outcome of this match? I don't know. I mean, I don't want Swerve to win the belt on Sting's pay per view. Yeah. But no, I also don't want him to lose to joe so i, I guess i guess want i want him to hangman. lose to hangman because yeah. 
he does have two wins. Like, I think this is where, like, I start to get my, like, like a little bit of special boy feeling where I'm just like, well, he can't lose all the matches. (laughs) (laughs) Three times in a row, he's going to start spiraling. That won't be good for his mental health at all. (laughs) I think, I I, I think the ultimate is that I I want Hangman to get the belt and then keep it from Swerve. Yeah. Yeah. That's been like and my then ideal to win it off Hangman yeah. this whole time. Yeah, as for like Hangman to win it a revolution with Sting's whole deal and then Swerve to chase him and them to have a like very fiery thing for a while yeah. and then Swerve to win it. So, But if Hangman uh, gets but, it, I want him to hold it for a little bit just because yeah. like his first reign sucked so yeah. bad. Sucked. It's, so I'm just like... I, He's like, got to have it at least through the summer. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe like, maybe Swerve gets it at like all, all in or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I know people amazing. keep saying that like Osprey is going to get it. I don't think Osprey should get it this year, but and it's like, we're having, no. we're having all in every year. I don't understand yeah. Yeah. why you would put a belt on Osprey immediately when he gets into the company. I feel like that devalues yeah. the belt to yeah. be honest. Well, and if, yeah, sometimes it feels like, um, I don't know. I saw someone, I think with like the punk situation, just talking about how it's like, if you're like watching like a comedy and you're really invested in like the characters and then like Beyonce joins the show and she's a big star. So now it's all about Beyonce. And you're like, well, I was actually kind of invested in like the show I was yeah. watching. Like, that's kind of how I feel about like a yeah. big star coming in where it's like, yeah, like I, it'll be fun to see Osprey and stuff, but like I'm invested in the storylines that are currently happening. So like, let's pay them off and then work Osprey into the mix organically, you know? Yeah. yeah. And of course I want him to, I'm, I'm happy for him to get a beautiful big boy belt in front of his home country. Like I understand why you would want to have that big feel good moment. And I'm sure that I will like it to be honest. I'm a very simple woman, so I'll probably enjoy it. (laughs) It just shouldn't be this year. No, next year would be all in next year is great. Yeah. Give him a little, give him a little story. Give him a little run up to it. Get me invested. Make me care. Swerve, Swerve Osprey would fucking rule. So if Swerve, oh my yeah, Osprey is the yeah. one who takes it off Swerve eventually, yeah. that would fucking rule. Mm, yeah. That would be so sexy. Um, can I just touch in on, this is a little, uh, lower stakes issue. So Hangman has his big mustache now, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I worry that the mustache is taking volume away from the hair, that the hair is becoming <laughs> smaller to accommodate the largeness of the mustache and I don't think that we have to compromise I think that we can have those big beautiful loose curls as well as the big honking 70s mustache that's getting us all going revving our engines the hair is heading into mullet territory and there was a moment when yeah let's be careful with it because there was a moment when he came out Last night where I was like, well, I'm still wildly attracted to him, but I feel like if my best friend who doesn't watch wrestling saw him right now, she would be like, ew, what is going on with like the mullet mustache situation? That's so So, damning than I expected. I know. I'm sorry. But there was just a moment where I was like, he looks like an 80s wrestler and not in a good way at this moment. Except it's still good to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's of course. It's still it's still absolutely we're not getting off this train. No. But something about the fact that his hair was so wet but the mustache yeah. was so <laughs> fluffy bushy. and like bushy <laughs> dry. And I know that it's like the hair you can't, was wet, but the mustache. It's was like dry. you can't wet down the mustache <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> I understand that, but the you contrast. You can put conditioner on it. It's not illegal. I mean, it's not normal, but well, I don't. Just look, <laughs> and I, I don't have one, so I don't know that I love a wet mustache. <laughs> To be clear, I'm not advocating for a wet mustache. I'm advocating for drier hair. I'm advocating for let's. I feel like we've inadvertently wandered into a Tony Storm situation, and normally we do that on purpose, but this time it just happened. And 
I don't know. Should we mark this one as explicit? Yeah. Are they all marked as explicit? I don't I think know. we're supposed to be marking them all as explicit now. <laughs> because, I mean, Girl, I'm frankly. sure we are because of the things we say. Uh, yeah, so on TV, I don't think we need the wet bus. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta no. just turn our brains off and turn them back on again. I can't go back Let's do a full hard reboot. Oh my god! I love New Orleans. I got it. They gave me a beautiful mustache in the in the uh, airport, and it was not dry. Do you think we'd be straight up arrested? If we called this episode "Wet Mustache Ride." We may have to. We may legally be obligated to. That's how we get oh those clicks, ladies. You know, everyone else's the episodes clicks. they're so sober and normal titled. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Okay, wake up, wake up, girls. We need a we need a pot of coffee and a big bowl of ice water. Put our whole heads what in is, the water. Yeah. What was it that the uh, that the Quakers thought you were was it oatmeal? Yeah, I assume to like stop having so many sexual thoughts. Should we? Oh, that, well, that was a lot of cereal oh, was supposed to cereals. curb sexual impulses. That's how that's yeah. how we got many of our American cereals. Yeah. <laughs> I love the moments where you guys think I am completely out of my mind and then it clicks in what I'm saying and I'm like, thank God. Because I didn't know where I was going with that next. Well, was was it the Quakers? Like, did the Quakers invent oatmeal to stop sex? Like, I don't think that's right, but I did see where he... Does the Quaker, does the guy on the Quaker uh, oat box, does he have a mustache? I can only picture the Pringles guy. <laughs> he does. He has a his and mustache. And if the hair gets wet. too small, that will be Hangman, the Pringles guy. This be is careful. the stupidest reason the Quaker... we're ever going to be overtime. I know. We're way overtime, dude. And Quaker, I'm not even Quaker trying to stop us. Quaker, Quaker Oats is clean shaven, so that's wow. because he didn't want people to be able impulses. to see if it was dry or not. <laughs> stop reboot. <laughs> It's going to make it hard for us to get jobs in the future. <laughs> okay. Mama, 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 mama. All right. Just do some scales. And I think that's all we have to say about Hangman and Swerve. So let's hop on over to the tag team division, shall we? She said in sultry tones. Let's take it down a notch and head on over to the tag team division where Darby and Sting had a sit-down interview with Ricky and Big Bill this week with Tony Schiavone mediating. And I don't think that he was as up to the job as JR has been. No, he really wasn't. I really JR has one really important function yeah. and we miss it. He's somehow just so good at these sit-downs and it's like it's, I know he will, he wants to be re-signed, so Tony, just let him do this. It's the only, only time you're ever going to hear us advocate, advocating yeah, for JR. Bring us JR. Where is JR? Where is JR for the sit-down? So the gist of this was that uh, there's quite a lot of back and forth. Ricky was like, nobody resects me. True. And he <laughs> reminded Sting that Sting got his first win at AEW over Ricky. Then Darby flipped out about how Ricky doesn't <laughs> respect Sting. Probably true. And mm. Ricky told Darby... There's no space in my body for respect for you, which was a real like, okay, girl. There were moments in this promo that like <laughs> I could see the old Ricky, and I was like, that's the Ricky I do like. Like that's, yeah. that yeah. sentence was fucking deranged, and I loved it. And then he would go back <laughs> to something annoying. 
And then, so we ultimately, we ended with Darby saying what everybody has been thinking for a long time now. He was just like, Ricky, at some, at some point you have to stop, stop blaming other people and start blaming yourself. You're the only person to blame. And it was like so true. And then the recap said that Ricky threw his drink in Darby's face, but I guess I didn't realize he had a drink. So I <laughs> thought he had spat on him. <laughs> So I was honestly a little disappointed to read this. I thought there was a drink, but um, what did you guys think about this whole thing? And then Sting was like, we'll beat you up later. Like, we got to get out of here. So he had to drag Darby out of there because Darby was like ready to go. He was, it was, Sting really was like, cute. he's very protective of me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Which he, is very he, like, cute. Bear hugged Darby and was like, yeah. sorry, don't hit him. Don't hit him, Darby. <laughs> but the choreography wasn't, there was a moment where I think we all like really sat up, like what is happening here right now? Cause Sting did get that protective arm around him. Like you need to calm down, buddy. Remember what you said about getting a little too excited. Everybody's energies in this promo were so weird and funny because Darby had a real like sullen teen thing going for a lot of it. And then Big Bill was sitting there looking kind of awkward for part of it. Like he was at a party and his wife was being like a real bitch to someone. And he was like, I I don't really sign on for this, but like I'm here, you know. Well, it was actually funny to read the text of what Big Bill said because how you've described his whole attitude is exactly right. It was like, Ricky, this is a little embarrassing, but (laughs) it's fine because I said in... In health and in wealth with you. <laughs> but but um, then the text was just like normal trash talk, but that's not how yeah. he delivered it. It very much was like, okay, let's get things a little more civil here. We don't <laughs> like you guys and we're going to beat you up. Ricky, that's all we need to say. You don't have to get into this stuff. It doesn't have to be about respect. Just we're going to fight. <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting because Ricky did have a couple lines where you're like, oh, that is the bitchy Ricky that I like. But it's like, is he trying to suppress his real personality like the rest of the time? Because a lot of it was so generic. I was like, Ricky, this is why you're not. This is why I you're would mid. love to talk to him to be like, what do, what are you trying to do with this character? Like, what do you what do you see your character doing? Because like, it's not good. Whatever it is, it's not coherent. Not, yeah. not to sound like a conspiracy theory theorist but the way that ricky's been behaving rick recently does make me think that he wants people to start saying ricky is quiet quitting yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's not not even that he's just actually quiet quitting he's like and they should comment on it and they should wonder where the real ricky has gone and he's going to wwe the first chance he gets okay buddy you just calm down nobody thinks you about would. you that much I do wish not you threaten would. us with a good time <laughs> Get on out of here, buddy boy. Climb in that cage and they're going to lift it up with you in it too. Oh, oh yeah. I to hope that you big wrestle. Old cage in the sky. I hope you wrestle <laughs> Lexus King for the next 10 years. <laughs> Why well, heard he's actually come a long way at WWE mm, with the help no. of the Performance Center, Leah. Okay? And he got veneers. So, also on Dynamite, uh, we got two backstage promos with the Bucks. So one was I would I called an establishing character vignette, where <laughs> they were wearing some new suits. Although a quick uh, quick pause, I did notice that Nick is wearing full like it was a full actual prom suit, but I think Matt was just wearing a it was a suit jacket, but then it was black jeans underneath, and I don't I, know oh. if that is a character like grace note that i should be tracking or if um they're just trying to reduce reuse recycle i'm very <laughs> interested because 
Nick is committed to these suits. Like Nick is like, I bought one in every Skittles flavor there is. So enjoy the next couple months. But Matt, like he wore that cardigan. Like yeah. he, like he hasn't really been like committing to a suit life entirely. Let me, uh, it let is me interesting you when you something. think about it. Cause remember when Nick was on a real romper tear and he was just buying mm. new ladies rompers every week and it was delightful. It's like, he maybe he's the, clothes boy that may be it the other thing i want to hit you with is just the idea that um nick knows he's looking pretty good in these suits like against all odds this look is really working for him and poor matt is (laughs) the bravest man alive actually because you know what he looks good in hair he looks good when he has beautiful glossy waves just cascading over his shoulders and he maybe he's got a half up or he's got a high uh bun he looks so juicy and luscious and just like a little snick snack when he's got that (laughs) hair and he is has so bravely said i can't i can't have it for this bit i can't have it for this bit so the hair has been tucked away and i think that maybe he is not feeling as confident in the space as a result. <laughs> I think that's right. Something about the hair being so tightly bound at his nape is making the nape at his, the nape. He's <laughs> making right at the nape. <laughs> You're, it's a real Samson situation for Vermont here. It's a, it's really, it's really like I, for a lot of that promo, I just kept looking at Nick and being like, he's so handsome. Like he's really, like his eyes, that that raspberry suit made his eyes pop. And I was like, is he the only man I see? Is he the only one on, on camera right now? I can't wow. You say that. I'm sorry to Matthew, but I'm sorry to Matthew Ron Matthew. John Jackson. Oh, Matthew Ron John. You've bravely chosen to let bravely. your brother take the. The spotlight, and yeah. for that I applaud you. And Nicholas, I hope you enjoy my attentions. <laughs> I, I think we all applaud Matthew Ronjon, and I think that we all miss things we used to see that we don't get to see now. That we don't get to see. We don't get to see the bulging muscles, and we don't get to see Do you just his beautiful hair. I'm never going to be able to see them wrestle <laughs> again. I doubt it. I doubt it very much. No. I don't think they wrestle anymore. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. I they got to wrestle someone soon, you'd think, but maybe not. Is that maybe good not. commentary? Do you think? Yeah, I would. I would like a little lukewarm it. sentiment for <laughs> who. Uh, who can say? You know, let's know. let's talk about the rest of what they did backstage really quickly, which was. Um, so they had that segment and you know they're just being like evps and then they did the segment where they had gotten renee to ask darby what he admires about the young bucks and darby was like what the fuck and then they came on over and were like great job renee uh thank you so much uh why darby you are the you're the face of the company you are the epitome of change the world like you're our guy you're our sweet little boy why are you palling around with this old man he's gonna be dead soon you should be hanging out with us you should be our third you should be in a trio with us and um nicholas said to darby he said all jokes aside darby we've been back for a month now and you're ducking you're dodging us you're being unprofessional you got a problem with us or what darby said no offense but there's only one thing on my mind and that's the aw world tag team championships i will say i gave him a little bit more of a perky affect than he had he actually (laughs) then kind of like slid out of the frame he didn't want to be there so bad and matthew jackson ron john jackson said 
Is that right? I guess we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to have to get his attention a different way. I can only hear this in a Tobias Funke voice. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to get his attention a different way. <laughs> what on earth was that supposed to mean? Like, what do you think he meant by that? I have I have to assume with wrestling. I have to assume wrestling related. I So you don't think it's a wet mustache that they're going to use to... <laughs> Get his attention. <laughs> uh, and please, wet goatees. They have goatees. goatees. Okay, right. so, and I guess I don't know who would be getting wet, and uh, <laughs> we shouldn't be going down this road, to be honest. Feels, I'm sweaty. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> we have to move forward. <laughs> Any any other any thoughts on uh, on this on their on the dynamic? Oh, the they also told Darby. Guy. They told Darby that they had they too had had a goth phase in high school, yes, so they, they could all that. team up. So that's nice. That's I would go rewatch. I would like to see some. This. I would like to see some evidence of that. I would like to. See, I'd, I'd love like to, to see, see some evidence. This is a perfect time for a little photo package. I think but Tony and Donna style. I want to say something. They're fucking liars. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. are lying. For sure, they're lying. You don't think they ever had a goth phase? No. I think they are. I think that they are. This is what bosses are always doing. They're lying to try and ingratiate themselves to you. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. That's what it's like to be a cog in the machine. It's just someone's, someone with power over you is lying about having had a goth phase. <laughs> <laughs> Classic boss stuff. <laughs> And, and then, and then capitalism, saying, as I, am I right, ladies? And then saying, I guess we're going to have to get his attention a different way. <laughs> we were, we, I think that we did manage to get the fine uh, idea out into the world. That, yeah, we uh, spoke it into existence. I loved love that. I hope that they continue to find people. Yeah. yeah. That rocked. I thought everything that they're doing with this gimmick is so great. And they're doing... They're doing Tony Storm. I mean, they're, you know, obviously they're not copying Tony Storm, but uh, but they are giving me a little something slightly little different, slightly comedy. new every week, which they've always done even before Tony Storm, but um, it's they're doing a great job. They're doing yeah. so good. And imagine imagine going back six months and saying, someday you'll be like, and the Young Bucks are following Tony Storm's example, and we're proud of them. <laughs> I, this is if we. I'm glad that we're not Dave Meltzer because th the shit that would be getting quoted out of context from our podcast. <laughs> when the aggregators get a hold of this one, ladies, it's going to be all over. <laughs> do not aggregate. No. Um, what do you think a Bucks plus Darby trio would look like? What do you think the vibes would be there? I can't. I literally can't imagine. It makes me so happy. It's be really so funny. I was thinking about it and I was like, well, what the Bucks love is to have like a man they can flank and they kind of like like to be like actually like a step behind that man and to just be like, look at this man that we're presenting <laughs> you with. And then we kind of like wrestle with him and wrestle for him to imagine them pushing Darby into that role. He would look so <laughs> pained. He would just be like, why am I in the middle of you? Why am I at the front in the middle of you? Darby why just are like you threatening me. Witnessing the Bucks entrance. I feel like everything about it, he would just be like, I can't. Oh my god. In the this. stupid like uh, the little poses. Uh, the poses <laughs> and they have to do like 
Darby has to do some po- like pose in, in the, the middle, middle of their yeah. things. Oh my god! Sting is such a cool dad for Darby. Like he mm-hmm. drops Darby off at school and he doesn't say anything embarrassing. He drops him off like two blocks away and lets Darby skateboard to school. The way that this would be an opposite dad situation, <laughs> where he's like, "You can. I'm in twelfth grade. You cannot walk me to homeroom. You cannot walk me all the way to homeroom." And like, we can't maybe. wear matching outfits when you walk me to homeroom. They're maybe like, they, Darby's getting to homeroom and they're showing up with a brown paper bag like, Darby, you forgot your lunch. And it's like got a note written on the outside that's signed like, love, Matthew and Nicholas. Yeah. And it's like a Lisa Frank lunchbox. Let's mm-hmm. be real. Let's be real. Well, so I don't think he'd enjoy it, I guess, is what I'm saying about no, the situation. No, but I would. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I think it would be very Perfect. fun to watch. And uh, I will say I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No. But who can who can never be sure? And then uh, we don't even really have to talk about this. Uh, we just had some OC best friend stuff going on where, you know, it was like more skirmishing with Roddy and OC. Oh, oh OC, beat Com- OC beat Commander and Roddy tried to bribe Commander, but it didn't work. So then Wardlow fought Commander and won. And then Roddy was like, you should have taken our deal. And then best friends had to come out and save Commander. And that's the whole story. And Wardlow is injured. Yes. <laughs> the end. He, he hurt his knee. How he sad. hurt his knee. It's too bad. So, so we won't um, be seeing Wardlow. What a shame. Well, we probably will be in that faction. It doesn't uh, matter if you're injured. You're still showing up to work. And meanwhile, multiple people out in wheelchairs. And somebody yeah. will be like, yeah, Chuck Taylor can't take any of them. <laughs> Chuck Taylor is too can't weak. You? Can't even get in the ring yeah, this week. I that Dustin couldn't take Adam Cole in his current condition. Everyone, all of Best Friends came out. So, And we even had our extras. So we had little, um, you know, the man Rocky, Rocky Romero. Uh he came out, and he, so he's in the ring, and Greggy's in the ring, and OC's in the ring. And I was like, Dustin came out. Where is he? And it's just, like, lurking ringside, <laughs> not getting in the ring. <laughs> I, was it because it would be an uneven number of men? That's what I thought, but it wouldn't have stopped I think it, him. if it, A normal thing would have been to jump up on the apron, but then just hang on mm-hmm. to the ropes and not maybe not necessarily try to stare anybody down. But Dustin was like, injury. no. Yeah, he's I'm like, I'll be down here. Thanks. Back I, away from the cameras. I know. Like, it what, really does feel sometimes like he's like, I, I actively do not want to be on camera. I'm ducking <laughs> out of range. I just want to see you. I just want to see you. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, the way, are, they're the, gonna s- the way we've Go been ahead. beaten down and we don't even like beg to be allowed to watch him wrestle or take off his shirt <laughs> anymore. We're just like, <laughs> could, when you walk down the ramp, could you try to let the camera glimpse you? <laughs> Just stand in the ring. Just stand there. You really trigger something in me, and now I have um, sexy and I know it stuck in my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's the rest of my night. Nice. Uh, Best friends are going to speak on Rampage. Yes, and they are going to speak. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're going to say. I know. I'm excited to see. Dustin was in the graphic about speaking, which is crazy. I know, but I'm nervous that it's like they're going to speak, and it's just going to be Greg being like, "We're broken up." No, I'm stressed. I'm high stress. I know. And I Especially think OC is going to lose to Roddy. It's so demoralizing. I do think he's going to lose to Roddy. Because, like, to I think Roddy? It is. To Roddy? I know. Strong? I know. But I said I this know. from the beginning that he was going to beat Mox. Mm. And then there was no way he could lose the belt to someone on Mox's level. And that is what's happening. Is that, like, well, he's going to have to lose it to Roddy. Because Roddy's going to need the belt to do whatever he 
like next thing that they have planned and it makes sense to get the belt off of Roddy somehow but it is like oh, what a fucking step down but he could have lost to someone that he had history with like Emotional it's like he could have lost to even like if you, if you brought to Yuta obviously that's my vote but like if you want it to be someone like high level like maybe Pac's gonna be back soon you could have him lose to Pac because they have all that history yeah. like yeah you have option high level options that it's like it would be like no one's saying that that's Mox, but you were destabilized mentally. Like he's not destabilized by Roddy. Well, <laughs> that's, and like it's that's funny. That's comedy. Ha ha, comedy. The idea of being destabilized by Roddy Strong. <laughs> and it's so demoralized to like lose in service to like a Roddy push, where like Roddy's storyline hasn't been working for like six months, but we're still doing it. It's like I know. I'd rather have him lose to like Lee Moriarty than that situation. But whatever. Someone recently said that Roddy like the whole. Th- thing that made his stuff with adam cole great was that he tr- like was like th- there was emotion there where you were you really believed that like he yeah. wanted adam cole's mm-hmm. friendship and didn't know how to get it and like now he's just a catchphrase and you're like yeah, yeah. he shouldn't he is ha- not he shouldn't doing a Tony feel thing. confident that he has adam cole's love yeah no. no men should so rarely feel confident in wrestling <laughs> that they have another man's love except for Mox and Eddie and best friends and best friends yeah. should always feel confident that they have each other's love. <laughs> they should. Yeah. True. But the one thought that I did have was that if best friends did a semi breakup angle, which they never should do. And if they <laughs> fight each other, they should get back together at the end. Okay. I'll put that out there, but I would not mind seeing a Deanna, Tony slideshow of, mm. uh, of their long Damn. history together mm-hmm. on TV. I, I like, which no one would show little, me. No, some little 20 no. something pictures of you see those little babies yeah some little babies in a basement somewhere drunk yeah you only get to see them when dustin posts them once a year and then deletes them yeah he posts them for birthday once a year and they all get deleted Mm -hmm. wow i don't don't even know if he did that last year anyway i think that's everything do we have anything else that we want to talk about i don't think so I think we no. covered it pretty thoroughly. Some <laughs> might say a little too thoroughly. Uh, I'm a little nervous about what was said, but nevertheless, I have been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com, on Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod. Uh, you can subscribe to us via the Social Suplex Network feed or just in general, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and you can come hang out with us on the Social Suplex Network Discord if you feel like it. And we have a lot of pictures of bats that our wonderful <laughs> listeners have been drawing for us. I'm so obsessed with all of you. Oh, my so God. So thank you for hanging with us. Oh